we're back. It's the Back the Girls podcast season two. In episode one, we review what's been happening in our break, the under-18s pathways, the contracts, and we look at the Wales-USA game for some insight into how Wales are going to play in the Six Nations. And we've also had to say a sad goodbye to our host. Who is it? Find out. It's all on the pod. Podcasters and welcome back to Back the Girls podcast. This is season two. Laurie, can you believe we've come back? People wanted us back. Well, I'm not sure if people wanted me back, but I was coming back, whether they did or not. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so, it's mad. Time's gone so quick, so quick. I thought we had such a long break and it was going to be ages, but here we are again. I'm seeing your face, which is lovely. Thank you very much. But yeah, just with this new window of the Women's Six Nations, I thought it would just give us that little extra, but here we are, it's upon us straight away, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, listeners, you will recognise uh, my voice, you'll recognise Laurie's voice, but you'll also recognise there's a voice missing. And um, we've got some sad news to bring to our podcast fans in that, how are we going to put this, Low? Should we, should we be nice to her or should we just throw her right under the bus? Well, I would say why change a habit, but <laughs> to be fair, she's been great with us and she's well, she's definitely taught me a thing or two. So I'd like to just thank Phils for her time and what she did for us in season one. But unfortunately, she has jumped ship. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Phil in the transfer window. She's gone to another podcast. Can you believe it? Um, Phil's been acquired, shall we say? Uh, she's been headhunted by Six Nations podcast, which obviously clashes with this one. She's been tied up to a multi-million pound deal. Um, <laughs> they've, they've agreed to all her requests and she's gone. Um, so there was something about private hair and makeup studio and all or everything that Phil wanted in life. We couldn't give her that. So see, season two will be without Phil, but uh, hopefully she'll be back to season three if we are. Oh, look at that. Yeah, look. definitely. But, you know, with some bad news comes an opportunity always. So if anyone is interested in joining us as um, a guest host or a very frequent host, you just reach out to us and we would be more than happy to have you on board. Yes. So we haven't been sitting idling. We found out we were going to lose Phil. Um, so we were on the blower straight away. We've got some stand-in hosts that are going to be joining us throughout the next eight episodes. Um, Laurie hasn't done much, but I've been scheduling it all. I figured <laughs> out who's joining us. There's a few gaps that need filling. Um, and we've got a, some guests coming on as well. So hopefully we won't miss Phil too much. But um, to be fair, I think she was just slowing us down. Yeah, yeah. It's time to whip off the stabilizers now, isn't it? And uh, let's get rolling. With We're it. going bare back. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but yeah. Okay. So yeah, welcome everybody to season two. Um, there's so much to talk about. So we thought this this episode, episode one, we'll just kind of catch up on everything that's happened since episode since season two, since season one. There we go. It's falling apart already without that. Um, <laughs> recap what's happened in this gap that we've had, which has been quite a bit low, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, there's been some huge developments. 
um, well, notice, notably, and uh, is the return of the under-18s pathway, which Ooh. was like music to our years, isn't it? I'm sure if you were any of you follow Gemma on Twitter, she has been banging the drum for this one for quite some time. So it was really nice to, well, actually see it now. Um, yeah. Enough talking, let's see what they can do. And they have got a five-star coaching team set up with it. So I really do hope they can get rolling with this and we'll see some big things happening from them as well. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I've been banging the drum for this, as you know, with 123 others and some more. Uh, the news of contrast, which we'll come on to in a bit, that was huge in itself. That was history-making. But for me, the longevity of our game, what's going to save our game is pathways. And the decimation of that has been you know, what I've been trying to counteract with, with facts and, you know, bringing that back is huge for our game and huge for the next generation. And, you know, to see them before we got we go into the Wales thing, but to see the regional teams back under 18s. Um, so I was, I got down to round two. So there was meant to be three rounds of tournaments, like 20 minute games, um, which, okay, you know, Ticks the box for now, but we want more, right? We always want more. Uh, we'll come on yeah. to that later as well. There's a question we've had about that. Um, three three tournaments, and from those three tournaments, they're going to pick an under-18s team and a national team. Uh, but unfortunately, because of the storm, the third round was called off at Cardiff Hams Park, storm damage. So I went to the second tournament. I, you know, I'm so impressed with the talent. You know, just raw talent in Wales. We're gifted, man. Yeah, 100%. And it's just these young girls now who have just been biting at the bit, waiting for their opportunity. We can finally give them a platform. Yeah. And hopefully it's just a stepping stone because you can see there is a gap now uh, between us and other countries. So England and France who have had these age grades on under-20s, it's just made such a difference for those girls there and progressing on to senior rugby. Whereas yeah. our girls... They've just had to deep dive straight into senior rugby. And I don't know how, you know, how great that is for their development. But here we are. It's good news. It's positive news. We've got an under 18s. So quiet little word in Nigel's ear again now. Let's get under 20s rolling. Quiet. <laughs> and we're halfway there. We just want to whisper it, do we? <laughs> Let's come on um, to the wrong side. Because there is a question as well. I'll ask that when we talk about it. But, um, let me go back to the talent I saw and why I was so impressed, though, was because I, I was seeing 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds literally dominate, like, the field, in, in, not just in terms of their physicality and, and what they can do with their skill set, but talking, like, the back line is so vocal, and I just, I don't think we get that as much in club rugby. So to see that in under 18 is incredible, like, 10s marshallings and 15s organizing it's just like the game sense is there as well and that's I think we've we've spoken in the past about rugby brains is so important for young people yeah. to have these pathways now where they can not just develop their skill but develop their game understanding yeah and all that you know stuff like communication and things like that. I think you have to give credit now to schools, the hubs and the clubs, mm. because that's where they're going to learn most of that. That's their like baseline. So for them to have a picture now of where they can progress to and develop on actual skills and the rugby head, like you said, mm. it's just brilliant. But yeah, 
full applause that has to go to um, the schools and the hubs and the clubs. Yeah, and the hubs are back the already. Yes, they are. They're back. And I've, my, my uh, Instagram and Twitter is blowing up with all these different hubs. I still find the names quite unique and funny, but we're rolling with them. <laughs> Uh, so we haven't got Phil here to butcher the names anymore, so that's <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, I have had a message, actually, from one of the Whitland girls, and she'd asked if I could give um, a few of their girls um, a little mention, because, bless them, they've had four girls from their uh, Whitland under-18s, um, and they've been successful. So let me just get that up. And listeners, if anybody got a shout-out, we'll do it. Everyone deserves a shout out, but not yeah, like so, too many because kind of a whole episode yeah. of shout outs. Don't know how we'll get on with the names first, do we? <laughs> so, anyway, so it's Chelsea Chesters, Cardi Williams, Lori Pritchard, and Carol Hayes. Congratulations, girls. I hope um, selection goes well for you and uh, you carry on and push on then through the under 18s program. Chelsea Chesters, fun fact, co captain the Scarlet's under 18s. So she's ah. done well. She had, she was headhunted by Daryl and pushed her forward and reading selection. Well done. Well done. If anybody knows Daryl Morgan, he's like the, the heart and soul of women's rugby down Scarlet's way. And I was actually sat Love with him too. watching the Welsh game on the weekend, but we'll come on to that later. So let's stay with the under 18s. Tell us about this kick-ass coaching team we've got. Uh, well, mostly uh, the biggest news out of it is that there were more female staff members than there are male. So there was three to two, I think it is. But please yeah. correct me if I am wrong. No, and when we talk about pathways, we talk about we need pathways in coaching as well, right? We need yeah, to keep, oh, absolutely. We need to keep the women involved in the game after they leave. So it was good to see that. Definitely, and you do you see it quite often in the club rugby, but it is missing somewhat at international level so it's really nice to see it so well big news is that she won lily crap she's um, been appointed as the skills coach um on the back of accepting a full-time contract as well so um it'll be interesting to see how she manages a time between commitments to full-time training and the under 18s but it can only be a good thing because i'm not sure if we're, you know, realistically talking, how long Shuan will want in the uh, in the game herself, because um, obviously she's gonna keep one eye on World Cup this year, but then following that, I'm unsure what her aspirations are. So it's mm. nice for her to get her foot in early, and then um, huge shout that has to go to Kat Nicholas. Um, she's somewhat of a hero in my eyes, anyway. When back in our playing days. Uh, I always used to look up to her, especially in her defensive effort. So it comes as no surprise that she's been appointed as the defence coach. And I'm sure she'll do huge things. Yeah. And if she does, uh, I'm sure her temper will come out and tell (laughs) you all about it. Yeah. For those who don't know, Katnick played for years. So we we played for her all all through my my rugby careers. And Kat played six. um, Probably one of the first names down on a team sheet. Like just consistently brilliant rugby player. And when we talk about really uh, rugby brains, like Kat was such an intelligent rugby player, wasn't she? Yeah. And some, yeah. And something we've always alluded to, like what's the sign of a good player? They just don't want to play against them. I'll oh, yeah. my own question, thanks though. Yeah. Yeah. So she was definitely <laughs> one of those players, when they just, 
love to play with her, but hated to play against her. Yeah, and, and I always felt like you were going to have a lesson, no matter how good you thought you were yourself, you were always going to learn something, either playing with her or against her. So yeah. Um, yeah. it's really nice to see her back because she's been doing amazing things anyway with um, the college and college, things. So yeah. she's been progressing herself. She has actually got a level four as well. So she's beyond qualified for the post. So I'm really happy to see her in the post. And I, I am expecting big things from her. So let's see if she can deliver. <laughs> Lucky girls to be coached by that talent, right? Definitely. I, guess- I mean, you put, you, you put these people like Sean Edwards up on such a pedestal and you just want like a female icon now to stand, mm. you know, side by side with, with these kind of names. So, and I, I do generally think Kat Nick is, sorry, Kat Nicholas McLaughlin, is it? Is it the full name? Full um, name. Will be the person to do it. Mm. And then so they're going to be ferocious at the breakdown then, are under 18s. Oh, Christ, I hope so, because I, <laughs> I, I don't know to think what she's going to be saying in the coaching box, if, if yeah. not. Yeah. But yeah, she has her little um, mannerisms and her little go-to bits, so I can see a lot of young players mirroring that. And mm. um, I, I, I hope, hopefully, they'll not just do it because they're, they're told to do it, but they'll do it because of a why and Katnick mm. has got so much knowledge she'd be able to say this is why you're doing this in this scenario etc etc so yeah that's a difference with coaching girls as well and it? it's like why do we want to do that tell me why I need to do that or tell me why I need to make that extra movement or you know I yeah. need to place the ball like this tell me why and and I think that is lacking somewhat in the senior game as well because you they've got they do actually have a really nice game plan it's just Sometimes they can't be, you, you don't see the full picture because little bits aren't being done before the end goal. Mm. And it's just for the girls then to, to get on board with the little bits first, isn't it? Mm. And knowing why we're playing this style or why yeah. we get an extra inch in the tackle and why we can speed up the ruck by presenting like this. And I'm sure Kat will bring all of that to that to the breakdown into that game. Definitely. And then, you know, it's all headed out then by Lisa Bajez and she needs Bajez. Is, no, is, is that your French name? <laughs> Lisa Bajez? Or Birdie? But yeah, she needs no um, introduction. Uh, she's done huge things for the women's game already. And plus, well, she probably thinks she invented women's rugby because she's been there from day dot, doesn't she? So um, I can only imagine um, how far she wants to take this under-18s programme. Mm. And it's nice that she has got a, a great group of players and um, support staff around her. Yeah. How good is that for the women's game? Like three coaches that are well-established in the games or all like legends in their own right now um, are there to coach the next generation. I think it's huge. I think we're incredibly yeah. lucky to have that. It is huge. And it's something that, you know, people have been asking for and wanting for a long time now. So it's nice as well that um, they've put it in place and they've had enough respect then to appoint a coaching team that has that you know, vast experience and knowledge behind them. They haven't yeah. just thrown, you know, a job for the boys 
in there just to yeah. satisfy some people. So it's yeah. really nice to see that it's you know having the respect it deserves. As well. uh, the profile is huge, and we can think of you know we've spoken to other female coaches on on this pod in season one. Listen back, everybody. But um, where are the next female gonna coaches going to come from? Like, and who can they look up to, and who can they emulate? And we've we've got three there now that they can do that. Definitely, mm. it's it's exciting times now because there's plenty of things happening, but. With the return of the pathways, you know mm. there's some sort of future now with women's rugby. Mm. And that's all we've been asking. Yeah, about. so the under 18s now will go into a tournament in April. Um, I don't know if you've seen the layout, but it's it's a bit strange. Um, I'm not going to comment too much because, I, you know, go to scrumqueens.com, listeners, for all your women's rugby information. They are the oracle. So go there. I've asked. I asked on Twitter for them to find out why the women's game are shorter than uh, the boys' tournament. Uh, we still haven't got an answer on that, so I'm hoping that uh, Scrum Queens will be able to provide that information because we can't provide it yet. But there's a tournament in April, and then hopefully, hopefully there's some kind of schedule after that, but we don't know. So... Has this just been like a scratch program put together to enter that tournament? Don't know. Is it going to continue after that? We don't know. But as always, we're going to keep an eye on it. And, you know, we're going to call it out if there's any discrepancies, I guess, because this pathway has to create sustainable talent and it has to be a sustainable pathway. So on that note, you alluded to it earlier, Lowe's, is what happens next then? So under 18s, you've got this tournament in April. What next? We don't know. So where's the under-20s, right? We're all saying it. We're all <laughs> wondering where the under-20s are. I spoke to some people down at the match on the weekend, and, you know, it's kind of like, do we need an under-20s if we've got an under-18s and a seniors? Um, there were some questions around that. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think we need it. It's whether it's going to happen anytime soon. I doubt it. But it's just that natural stepping stone, isn't it? So it's building confidence and game management under 18s. Under 20s is when you see real competition and as well. Um, that intimidation goes then. By the time you get to senior rugby, you've done what you can at under yeah. 20s level. There has to be another level again for you to improve. And that's when you should be going into seniors. You, like... I question how much these young players can deliver at senior rugby if they haven't had that level of competition before then and then as well. You've seen it again with uh, Lewis Rees-Amit now as well. He's come in fresh. He's a young, you know, potentially world-class player, but there's one glimmer of greatness and then all this pressure is on that player then to perform mm. week in, week out of yeah. someone of 17, 18-year-old girl to come fresh in from only club rugby because they haven't had regional rugby before now, really, because of COVID. Mm. Going straight into a senior setup, it's a lot of pressure on them. So if you put these platforms in, like yeah. the 18s and 20s, you're creating the best possible player to reach that level and then move on to better yeah. things. Yeah. Like undercooked is a real problem, right? So we've had two tournament weekends with 20, uh, 20 minute games. And then they're going to go into international fixtures now. 
like how do you prepare on the back of 20 minute tournaments to gonna go play you know international fixtures so there's a real danger of being undercooked but hey you know needs must we needed to put a team into this tournament and we, we're grateful that we've got it but absolutely going forward like you can speak from experience you came through the under 20s like the last batch yeah. to do so 20 years ago yeah well right there was <laughs> there was another year after me but yeah they 20 years ago <laughs> there we go um no but it was the best rugby i played i think was in under 20s and it, it was because we had quality coaches in Kylie Wilson, naming one. Um, and as well, you were playing at your level and could give yourself a target to get better every time. It wasn't like an open window and God knows what you were trying to achieve. Mm. You knew I need to perform here because I've got my eyes on senior rugby. If you go straight into it, where's your level, isn't it? Mm. And also, you know, you said you had quality coaches, you had quality opposition as well. You played England regularly. Like, yeah, England, Canada, USA. What's going to prepare you more to step up to senior rugby than playing regular fixtures against like the best teams in the world, right? So we've got coming up soon is England and twenties and emerging Scotland. Like that's a pathway that we're currently missing out on, and we we don't need to be. We could put under twenties together, and we could play emerging Scotland and England and twenties regularly. That yeah, so then coming to give into you a Six picture, Nations. To to give you a picture, my um, opposition featured Mally Parker, who is still playing for England. Mm. And to play against someone of that quality, you know, regularly, it does it does make you a better player. And you know, some girls unfortunately have had to miss out on that opportunity now. Um, and I'm not saying they've suffered because you know they're still in the game themselves and and playing. But I wonder whether they would have enjoyed their. Um, but look how many we lost, though. Oh, same. I'm talking banging the same drum now. Nine years. It's been nine years, like, yeah, of not having those pathways. Look how many girls we've lost. But anyway, we're rebuilding. Focus, Jam. Focus. <laughs> yeah, but come I on, keep no. going Focus back to what we missed out on. But um, yeah, yeah. So the question is, and I had a, the reason I asked this is because I had a message in on Twitter. I didn't want to share their name, which is fine. Um, like, what about under twenties? Do we know anything? And we don't. There's still no strategy. There's still no under-20s regionals. There's still no under-20s seniors. Um, haven't had any input on it. Haven't heard any whispers. Because you know me. I got a, a, a lot of whispers <laughs> coming my way. But uh, I like to share them. But uh, haven't heard anything. Nothing about under-20s at all. No, I think we've just got to keep it in perspective now. We, we have had under-18s and it's great. And we are back to a full... Um, six Nations, it's not as if it's been halved again um, and as well the women have their own window to have their Six Nations featured in their own right as well so it's not as if it's just um, an afterthought to the men's game and whatever so I really do hope it's going to be a successful uh, year for the girls especially going into a World Cup year and all we can do is just keep asking the questions and keep building on what's already been put down isn't it? Yes, because we always want more Right. We'll, we'll probably never be satisfied with it. But um always. It's like sticky toffee pudding, <laughs> isn't it? No oh. one has three spoonfuls and think, yeah, that's enough. Oh, they want the rest. sticky toffee pudding and got that fruit in it. That's horrible. Okay, this is for another pod, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, so let's go move on to seniors then. What happened in the break? 
We got contracts. We did. Amazing. Yeah, but great news. We got contracts and um, we now know who our full-time players are and our retainer players. Um, which, do you want to read them off? Should we update everybody? I'll do the full-time. Yeah. So we got Kira Bevan, Alicia Butchers, Natalia John, Hannah Jones, Jasmine Joyce, Fionn Lewis, Shuan Lillacraft, Lisa Newman, Paris Phillips, Gwen Kiampers, Donna Rose and Eleanor Snowzill are our historic, absolute, like, legacy players now. The first ever women to have full-time contracts off the WRU, which we can't take it away how amazing that is. We'll come on to the fact that it's only 12 in a minute, but let's give these girls credit. Uh, for accepting that and then news followed quite quickly that we had some retainer contracts Lo, who were they yeah so we had gwen crab georgia evans kat evans karen lee keris hale abby fleming caitlin lewis bethan lewis and neve terry and they were the first nine to be announced so then we had um and further two announced later on then in kaylee powell and cecilia tupolotto and I really hope I've said your name properly, but please come and tell me if not. We'll do a TikTok together. <laughs> yeah. She is the TikTok queen of the squad, right? We've seen, yeah, it seems <laughs> to be. So I feel like that natural competition, competitive side of me now is coming out. And I feel like yeah. we need a TikTok off. And this is coming from someone who was not even on TikTok. The fact that you're not on TikTok blows my mind because when they announced that the, the Women's Six Nations headline sponsor for the first time ever was going to be TikTok, I was like, oh my gosh, Lori's landed here. She's going to be working for TikTok full time now as a rugby Yeah, I was. Like, oh, Jordi, right. sign, sign me up then, Jordan. I need to get myself a TikTok account. And she's like, ah, you are soon to become a mother. You cannot <laughs> go on TikTok. But until the baby Dean is going to stay. Yeah, I've been put in my place now, so... No, I just watch. Yeah. I just watch other people. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Living my dreams through other people now. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So we've all been watching them play it out. You know, they've been doing training together. They've been in the gym. They've been eating together. They've been doing their analysis. And there's fair play. There's been lots of content as well on uh, WRU social channels, which is giving everyone an insight into what that looks like. And it just looks incredible. Um, I'm, I'm sure you have as well heard from people in the squad just how happy the squad is and how um, it's probably uh, I'm, I'm not using anyone's words here it's my own it's probably less clicky and less um, and kind of more professional than it's ever been by the sounds of things yeah it's professional definitely because they've got their targets personal targets and pod targets team targets uh, that they're reaching week in week out and it's just a nice fresh outlook on what you know the Welsh women's team is going to be um, and how they're going to move forward with it I am seeing a lot of gym work and a lot of PBs in the gym it's just um, I really do hope there's that amount of focus going on the paddock as well in the rug in, in through their rugby mm. Because they did come off a successful autumns, unfortunately, um, not getting the win against Canada in the end. But they did play really well, and you could see there was something 
there was something clicking and it was nice to see uh, new faces get in quality time as well. So they've had this time, they've had this hype around them now. So I hope, well, I hope to God that they're going to build off it and produce, you know, more um, partnerships that we might not have thought of. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's what uh, the weekend's game was all about. So they played the USA at Parker Scarlet, which, so I went to that uh, because you don't go anywhere now in case of, you know, it was, it was due date. It was due date. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to stay at home. So I'm I was the one to go down to Parker Scarlet <laughs> to go catch it all live. Um, it was it was a bit strange because we didn't know what we were going to get, right? So the whole squad, pretty much, apart from a couple that were injured. And let's give, while we're on that, let's give Georgia a shout out. Um, oh, yeah. Georgia had a horrific arm injury a couple of weeks back playing for club. Um, and I'm sure many people listening to this have seen the footage and, you know, and then the footage that came after of Georgia smiling with her arm in a sling. And we're so happy um, to see her up and well. She's, you know, still involved with the squad. Um, but, you know, Georgia's an important player for that team and nobody wants to see anybody get injured. So, you know, shout out to Georgia and we hope that she gets better soon. Hey, a miracle recovery. Uh, she's in the World Cup squad, right? Yeah, let's hope so. Mm. You are, you, you've said it in one. She is such an important player with her ball carries and her defensive efforts. So, but yeah, as you said, so good to see her back up and smiling. And we mm. wish you just all the best. Yeah. So she was there on Sunday as well. The entire squad was there. It was like 64 of them on the bench. It was um, <laughs> massive. So we weren't quite sure what we were going to get. Um, so USA pretty much played it as a normal kind of fixture, um, you know, had made the substitutions as they no, probably normally would in a fixture, trying some things out for sure. Um, but the USA used the UK-based players, so the, they all play in the English Prem. So it wasn't a shabby team by any means. These are experienced, hardened girls. Um, so Wales played their first 40 um, with a pretty strong team. They didn't make any changes. Um, and you could see a real sense of how they want to play. Um, I, you know, I don't think the kicking was very good, but other than that, you know, they looked good. It, yeah. It's just so much talent in that team. It's unreal. Um, defensive... It was a good start as well, wasn't it? Wasn't it 15-0 at one point? Yeah, yeah. Like, come out the blocks, fire in Wales did. Amazing. Um, Defence is really structured, really organised, talking. I don't know who's heading that up, but they're doing a great job in terms of leadership on that pitch. Um, really organised, looked really good in defence. And then second half, um, I, I moved in the stands by then, so I was down by like all the families and stuff in the second half. And um, outruns Sean Ed and takes yeah. it on that pitch. Oh my gosh, you should have heard it. Um, just also like it was cheers, obviously, but it was like just like gasps and like sighs. It was like, oh, it's happening. It was like it was just that moment as well, which is really nice. And everyone just kind of looking around and going, oh, Sean Ed, oh, Sean Ed. So that was really great to see. But then the changes came thick and fast in the second half, where they just lost all its kind of um, structure and shape, yeah. So first sense give us, first half give us a sense of how Wales are going to play, looked good. Second half give us a chance to just run the whole bench on. So there was like different combinations as well. So um, Shaky came on at 10. Uh, Lisa Newman moved into centre at one point. Um, Kaylee Powell's a 
full back and then uh, Robin was a 10 for the first half. And then Robin came on at full back um, and then pretty much everybody else came on in the normal positions. Um, yeah, and it just like there's so much talent. Like our centres are nailed on, let's be honest. But like Lori Norkic just shows so much potential as well. She did like a big hit and she did a strong carry. Um, so we're going to need that. Like where's our depth in our centres, right? It's always going to be those two for now. Like where's the depth coming from? And that's starting to build as well. We got depth in yeah. our back three as well now. Our, our flankers are unreal, right? Sorry, Lowe's, I'm going off on when I'm getting too excited. But um, <laughs> like our flankers in uh, Butchers and Calendar, it just they could be world class. They complement each other amazingly. And we were talking about how good Cat Nicholas was earlier. Like Butchers has got like Cat's brain. And then Calendar has got like her physicality and in newer sense. And then there's, like, there's an element of like Sean Edin in both as well. Like that just grittiness. Um, yeah, we're gifted for back row. Unbelievable. So that's, in a nutshell, that was the game. Yeah, we lost, but ultimately we got to see everybody. So in a sense of, I said at the beginning, we didn't know which way it was going to play out. We got a massive bench. Is he going to play everybody? He could have said no and just gone for the win. But he said yes, and we got we got to saw everybody. Everybody got their opportunity, and I think potentially that was more important than going for the win. Yeah, I don't think Sean Ed would have had so much hype around her had there been so much competition for her position. So having this opportunity now to create some competition so the depth in the squad for each position has grown, mm. you're not going to have these standout stalwarts for the team anymore um, and as I am Sean Ed's number one fan okay I'm not taking that away from her she is you know she highly deserves to be back in the squad and I'm absolutely chuffed for her but it's pleasing now to see so many positions getting maybe three or four girls that can uh, that's their number one position as well so it's not as if I'm covering this position that is my position and i I want to be number one in that spot yeah. as well. And we've got the depth behind it now, which pushes competition, which improves performance and, you know, effort from everybody. It's, it's only good for Wales. And, you know, it, everything just seems to be going in the right direction right now. It, it's so pleasing for where we were one, two, three years ago, isn't it? Yeah. And it just, you know, it gives you that opportunity then to change your game plan because you've got players who can play a different style. Um, yeah. The amount of times I've watched Jakey deliver these 50-22s for Gloucester and I'm just cheering like a little girl for her because yeah. it yeah. just adds that extra element because we've never had, you know, huge booters in the side. No. And it's given us that extra edge. And we then not only compete with other players in the team, we're competing with our opposition as well. Yeah, and it looks like they got a license to kick. There was a lot of, um, in the second half in particular, there was a lot of, um, like, just boot it up in the air because I'm under pressure, um, or we just one turnover and I'm surprised I'm going to boot it. We, we've never been a team that uses kicking as a strategy um, yeah. to get downfield and build on it. So that, that game management is still missing a bit, but... In all fairness, there wasn't an opportunity to build on that because the second half, it was literally two or three changes every 10 minutes just yeah. to give people game time. And I, and I respect that because every one of those girls can now say, I've had my opportunity to put my hand up for a place in the Six Nations squad. Um, yeah. 
And that's 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 all you can ask for as a player, isn't it? It's an opportunity. And now tighten that up going forward. So we know we're a day early, are we recording this? Because the squad comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Well, this is what I wanted to um, come from because we've spoken about the uh, full-time contract. So you'd expect maybe, um, naively perhaps, that those 12 will have had their starting spot. But he selected two nines yeah. to have full-time contracts. So... You know, from their performance on the weekend, can you say one outplayed the other, or can you say one will definitely get the start of the other? And it's just unusual for no win. You've only got the twelve slots. Why then have yeah. two nines? Because you got two class nines, right? And, they, and they, you said earlier, like um, you know, change the game plan. It's horses for courses, right? And I'm yeah. sure we spoke about this in season one. It was about like. Kira does offer that uh, kicking game, doesn't she? But then Fionn offers that physicality. Um, you know, we saw the tries that she scored in the autumn. Um, two very different nines, but two very, very good nines. So yeah. I am got a problem with offering them both. They're both going to be, one's going to be playing and one's going to be on the bench every Six Nations game, right? And then yeah, building that. Yeah, that course so, yeah. comes along. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just building that towards the World Cup. Because obviously we still got to keep an eye on that this year. So, you know, for me, it's uh, it's horses for courses. What game plan do we are we playing? Depends which nine starts. But I think going from the game on the weekend is probably Kira's shirt right now. Ooh, Ooh. you've named it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Um... Yeah, it, it can only be good though. Um, again, oh, it's sure. given that it's that natural competition between the two, and um, it can only drive you to to be a better player when you've got someone on your heels constantly. Yeah. So I've only just realised as well we've got a, a full front row that's contracted, mate. And shout out to Donna Rose who scored her first uh, international try on the weekend. Um, Where have you been, Donna Rose? Come on now. I'm expecting <laughs> yeah. another three from the Six Nations. Yeah, so we got Gwen Fian, Donna and Paris Phillips are all contracted as well. So you'd assume they'd be bolted on. You can say everyone who's contracted is going to go. They can't justify giving them a contract in January and then dropping them in, in March. Yeah, but that's so what they're saying. The the they, they, right? they are saying it's not, uh, you know, they're not nailed in as a position. It's just, uh, it's you know, time and effort to build their game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we also Look, got we can only wish them the best, and they they've definitely shown some glimpses of you know great performances, some results as well from the autumns. Yeah. Um, and a game of two halves it seems from the weekend, um, and from the feedback that I've had from the the players that were involved, they absolutely love it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and there's not many squads that have gone before them that could say I absolutely loved it. Yes, uh, absolutely. So I'm just so excited. I, mean, I don't think I've ever been so excited for uh, since we were in it. <laughs> Six Nations squad to come out. Um, I was never excited for that. I was always nervous because like you never know if your name's going to be on it, and so. No, I know, but it is presenting the same sort of hype now as what yeah. the men's squad does. So, yeah, yeah, excited for that. So. That's brought us up to date with what's been going on at kind of that macro level. Um, let's have a look what's going on at the clubs, low. So bring us to speed 
for where we are in terms of our club rugby. Yeah, so we've got some good stuff happening at club level as well. We've just uh, caught up with some of the teams, uh, more so than having any updates. But from Tumble, um, they've got Pembroke at home this Sunday. Um, they envisage that to be a hard one as they've each won a game and lost a game. Um, some good things happening at Llandaff North. They're holding an under-18 transition training session so they can introduce girls who will be coming up next year to the women's game so that the jump isn't too scary or intimidating for them. I thought that was really nice. And it's nice that it's happening at um, a local club and hopefully all other clubs can follow suit. They've also... Um, given a nice plug to Kira. Um, she plays with them, but she's uh, one of the um, hub leaders as well. So she's constantly thinking of ways to make the pathway clearer and increase participation while getting them all involved with the process. Uh, I had a lovely little message from Ali at Havre West. Um, she told us that they were probably uh, looking towards folding a few be- weeks back. Uh, but after a massive social media plea, they've gone on to get new players and got, managed to get a few out of retirement. The last two games, they've had a full squad of 23 and had a really good result against Pembroke. 63-5 was that one. Ali herself has gone back to play to have West after having um, her baby boy. So it's nice to see women returning to play after having children. Um, Nat from Bonamine. Um They uh, wanted to give a mention how well they did against Llandaff, uh in their first game of the Premiership. So they're always looking for more players. They train Tuesdays and Thursdays up at Park Maur at Hapa 6. So anyone local there to there, get get over there. So yeah, it is happening. It's, it's great news of what's happening at club level. So if any girls out there are interested, Please look them up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and see how you can get involved. Okay, and that's a wrap from us for episode one, season two. Thank you so much for sticking with us and continuing to support us. We can only ask for more support, more feedback. So please get in touch with us either through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pigeon Mail, in any which way you can, um, because it's your voices that keep us group, keep this group going. Yes. By the rugby fam, for the rugby fam. This is your podcast. All right, please do get in touch. Remember on Instagram, it is Back the Girls Podcast. On Twitter, it is Back the Girls Pod. And just because we love to keep it simple on email, it is backthegirls.pod at hotmail.com. Thank you. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.